After I was born again in 1975, God began teaching me by his Holy Spirit. I would have a scripture called to my attention. I would look at that scripture. I would see what God was saying. And then if there was instruction in that scripture, I would begin to do that scripture. If you will look at Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, I'll show you what I'm talking about. This is where God started with me to teach me faith. This book of the law, the Bible, the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. So God showed me, take the verses that stand out to you as you're reading the Bible or that are brought to your attention by the Holy Spirit, which he also has brought to our attention, that verse as we're reading the Bible. We will be reading along, and all of a sudden, it's like we get hung up on a verse of Scripture. Don't go past that verse. Take that verse, read it, Read it daily, read it day and night, think on it, see how it applies to your life, and do it. At some point, the power of God rises up in you to cause you to do that verse when it becomes strong enough to you. This book of the law the scriptures, the word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. If you fail to do the word of God, how does it benefit you? Doing the Word of God is where the power of God is. When he shows you a verse of Scripture. And the key is him showing you the verse of Scripture. He can just call it to your mind. You look it up and you find it and you say, oh. And you stay in that verse. Or... You can be reading along and it's like it's so strong you can't go past it. There's a message for you from God in that verse. Either way, you take that verse that's brought to your attention by God and you look at it meditating there in day and night. It may take a week or a month or several months. 
as long as that verse of scripture burns through you, keep reading it. At some point you'll find you do it. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The way to prosperity is doing the scripture that's brought to your attention by God, by the Holy Spirit. It is not by having a desire and finding a scripture and standing on it. Now, that's the difference between what God taught me and what the faith movement at that time was teaching. They were teaching you to look for a scripture to justify what you wanted and every day to claim that scripture. Well, I will tell you it doesn't work unless it's according to the will of God. And when God shows you the scripture and brings it to your attention strongly, it is the will of God. For example, as a new Christian, a scripture in Romans 13 was brought to my attention. We'll look at that. A portion of verse 8 was called to my attention by the Holy Spirit. Oh, no man anything. I knew God was showing me, get out of debt, stay out of debt. Deuteronomy 28 says the same thing. You'll be the head and not the tail. You'll lend to many, but you shall not borrow. You'll be above only and not beneath. You cannot be above when you're in debt. I saw it clearly. So I began considering getting out of debt. I started paying as I went rather than charging everything. All of my personal debts were soon paid, but in my business I had allowed a woman, a customer, to loan me $6,000 for the purchase of merchandise. I didn't pay her interest, but what I did do is allow her to buy any piece of jewelry at my cost. But at one point in time, a scripture came to my mind. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Be not unequally yoked to unbelievers. I had no evidence at all that this woman was a believer at that time. The scripture said, be not unequally yoked to an unbeliever, 
And I was yoked to her because she had loaned me $6,000 for merchandise for my business. And that is a yoke. Debt is a yoke. I'm sure I prayed for wisdom on how to get out of debt. If you have the desire to do something and you have the word of God that it is the way of God, as I did on this subject, you're in the path of God and in the will of God. I could definitely see that God did not want me to be in debt. So I began doing without things that I really didn't need and paying cash for all of my personal needs. I might charge them on a credit card, but I paid for it in full at the end of the month and had no credit card debt. God had taught me to follow very strongly interest. The interest that I would have in a piece of jewelry when I went out to buy merchandise. He had also given me ability to judge turquoise stones. The next time I went on a buying trip to the reservations in New Mexico, USA, I prayed for God to have the Indian artist make the items before I went on the trip. I prayed for God to show me which items to buy, to give me wisdom on which items to buy. James 1.5, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. As I was on that trip, a Navajo rug was called to my attention, and I just couldn't walk away from it. It was $500. We did not sell rugs. I didn't know anything about rugs. Jewelry is where we made our money. But I couldn't leave that rug alone. I bought it. I went down to Albuquerque and found an appraiser of Indian rugs to have it appraised. Edna said, well, you've really lucked out on this rug. She said, most people pay money for the rugs, and they're worthless. But she said, this is a good Navajo rug that you have purchased. So when you get back to your shop, price it at a price that is far more than you paid for it, than it's worth today. Because she said, that rug's going to go up in value. So you just keep it. I got back to Dallas, and a man came in to buy jewelry. He saw that rug just rolled up, lying along the side of the wall. 
And he said, what's that? And I said, well, I brought it back from the last buying trip. Got back yesterday with it, and I just haven't rolled it out. He said, well, let me see it. It was very bright red. I put it out on the floor, and he walked around it, looked at it, and said, how much is it? I said, $5,000. He said, I'll take it. I was absolutely horrified. I knew I'd overpriced it. I didn't really plan to sell it. I even tried to talk him out of buying it. But he wouldn't listen. He just started writing out a check for $5,000. I'd paid $500 for it. Edna said it was currently worth $1,500. He was writing out a check for $5,000. I didn't know what to do. I never took advantage of my customers. I priced everything at a fair market price. And here of this rug, which would go up in value, but I hadn't priced it anywhere near market price. So I said to him, here's what I'll do. I'll take your check and I'll put it in my safe, but I'm not going to cash it for at least a week. You can take the rug, bring it back to me within a week, and I will hand you your check back. I never saw him again. So I deposited the check, put $1,000 with the money I got from the rug, paid off my debt that I had yoked myself to the unbeliever and was debt-free both personally and with the business. And I never was in debt again for anything the rest of my life. And that was 1975 to today. This is the way to prosperity and good success following the scripture that's called to your attention and doing it and keep on doing it. Jesus said, those who continue in my word, doing my word, they're my disciples indeed. And they shall know the truth and the truth will make them free. What they were teaching at Word of Faith was different from this. And my teacher recognized it. The pastor was teaching, if you want a red truck, cut a picture of that red truck out of a magazine or newspaper. Put it on your refrigerator door. At some point in time, you'll figure out how to buy that truck. That's not following after Scripture brought to you by God. That is following after your own desire. Now, sometimes God will put in your heart a certain desire, and it is correct to follow after it. But your own flesh can also lead you that way, and so can devils.
when you hear the voice of God and you follow after that, doing that, that's the way to prosperity and good success. And that is faith. Faith is always first hearing from God, hearing what he wants you to do. Abraham, God told Abraham what to do, and Abraham did it. He believed it was God. He did it. He's basically the example we have of faith in the Bible is Abraham. We have many other examples, but he's a key example. It isn't a matter of you have a desire for something and you start claiming it in the morning. You find a scripture to justify your desire. Now, that's not faith. Faith is being led by God. That leaves God out of the picture when you go about it that way. That doesn't consider the will of God. I know, because I did that once. I wanted to marry. I found a scripture in Isaiah, I believe it was, none shall want her mate. I claimed it every morning faithfully. That was not the will of God for me, though. It was made very clear along the way of many, many years that this wasn't going to happen. I went through various depressions because I wanted this, but it wasn't happening. It can destroy your faith to go about following after that which you want and claiming a scripture, finding a scripture and claiming it. If it doesn't happen, that can destroy your faith. But when you hear from God and you do a scripture or you do what God has said and you go by that, that's what faith is. In 2018, I fell at my house in Texas. As the ambulance worker was rolling me on a gurney past the front door to take me to the hospital, I heard a word from God. You'll never see this house again. And I knew that was the voice of God speaking to me. I believed it just like I believe a scripture. I put the house up for sale from the hospital. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. I said, but I've heard from God. I'll never see this house again. So I put it up for sale. Our Bible teacher said to me once, you're different from everyone here. We talk about faith, but you live it. I had no idea I was different. I thought they were doing what I was doing. God taught me, when I hear a word from him, do that word. I've heard many times words from God and have done them. 
But it's not a matter of finding a word to justify my own desires. It's a matter of hearing from the Holy Spirit. He brings it to my mind. He leads every Christian this way, real Christians. Romans chapter 8, verse 14. As many as are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. There are many who go to church that are not born again. They've been baptized even and not born again. They go by the rules of their church denomination. They're not born again. Many of them are not. They are being led another way. But real faith hears from God, thinks about what it is, believes that it was God who spoke, and therefore, because they believe it was God, they do it. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And that's real faith. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.